Do you know that certain peptides can benefit those with Graves' disease and Hashimoto's? If you want to learn more about how peptides can help with thyroid autoimmunity and other chronic conditions, then you'll want to check out the brand new Peptide Summit hosted by Dr. Jenny Flagar. In fact, peptides play a huge role in helping Dr. Jenny overcome her Hashimoto's condition. To register for the free Peptide Summit, visit SayMyThyroid.com forward slash peptides. I get a lot of questions about low-dose naltrexone, and in this episode, I am going to talk about LDN and whether it can help with Graves' disease. Quite frankly, if you have Hashimoto's or a different autoimmune condition, most of this information will also benefit you. And so let's go ahead and get started. Welcome to the Save My Thyroid podcast, hosted by Dr. Eric Osansky. To stay up to date on the latest thyroid health-related topics, visit SaveMyThyroid.com. The following discussion is for educational purposes only and is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease. Please do not apply any of this information without first speaking with your doctor. Now let's head to the show. Welcome back to the Save My Thyroid podcast. This is Dr. Eric Osansky, and in this episode, I am going to talk about low-dose naltrexone and whether it can help people with Graves' disease. But as I mentioned before, if you have Hashimoto's or a different autoimmune condition, most of this information will also benefit you. So let's go ahead and first discuss what is low-dose naltrexone. What is LDN? So naltrexone is an FDA-approved medication. And in 1985, Dr. Bernard Bahari realized that it can modulate the immune system. And so LDN can benefit autoimmunity, so not just Graves' disease, but other autoimmune conditions, cancer, as well as other chronic health conditions. And when discussing LDN in the research, the research does show that LDN acts as an anti-inflammatory agent and can potentially help with chronic pain. LDN can also benefit those dealing with the pain associated with fibromyalgia. LDN can also be helpful for some people with gastrointestinal disorders. Low-dose naltrexone also might help people with active Crohn's disease. So when it comes to people with Graves' disease, as well as those with Hashimoto's, many of these people are taking medication. With Graves' disease, it's common for people to take antithyroid medication, such as methimazole. With Hashimoto's, a lot of these people take thyroid hormone replacements. And so if LDN is effective in people with Graves' or Hashimoto's who are taking these medications, then in the case of hyperthyroidism, if LDN is effective, then the person with hyperthyroidism might not need to take antithyroid medication, or they might need to reduce the dosage of medication. Because again, in the case of Graves' disease, remember this is an autoimmune condition. So if the immune system is attacking the TSH receptors, and that causes an excess secretion of thyroid hormone, and then someone takes low-dose naltrexone that modulates the immune system, that calms down the immune system, they might not have a need for taking antithyroid medication. Or again, if they're taking, let's say, 20 milligrams of methimazole per day, maybe they only need to take 10 milligrams of methimazole per day. And a benefit of low-dose naltrexone is that not everybody does well when taking antithyroid medication, and LDN, the side effects aren't as common. And I'll talk more about side effects shortly, but that's uh, another thing to keep in mind. A lot of people are unable to take antithyroid medication, including methimazole, PTU, other types of antithyroid medication because of the side effects or the effects it has 
not just symptoms. When I say side effects, I don't mean just symptoms. Certainly that is a problem, but then many times antithyroid medication could elevate the liver enzymes or cause a depression of white blood cell count. And usually we don't see that with low-dose naltrexone. So, and then as far as people who are taking thyroid hormone replacements, again, those with hypothyroidism, Hashimoto's, again, Hashimoto's also autoimmune. And it's a similar situation if someone with Hashimoto's is taking LDN and is calming down their immune system, they very well might not need to take thyroid hormone, or maybe they need a lower dose of, of thyroid hormone. So those are things to keep in mind if someone is currently taking any type of thyroid hormone medication, and then they they start taking LDN. They might need to have that medication adjusted by the prescribing doctor. So let's talk about potential risk with low-dose naltrexone. So one, I'll say risk here, is that it doesn't do anything to address the cause of the problem. So if someone's taking low-dose naltrexone, if they're taking LDN, and if it's successfully calming down the immune system, modulating the immune system, that could have great benefits. But as soon as they stop taking the LDN, chances are the symptoms will come back. So for example, in the case of someone with Graves' disease, if they take low-dose naltrexone and it calms down the immune system and may help to keep their thyroid under control, but if they were to stop taking the LDN, then chances are they would become hyper again. And then a big reason why I can't say that low-dose naltrexone should be the first line of treatment for people with Hashimoto's and Graves, especially those with Graves' disease, is because LDN doesn't always work. And so in the case of Graves' disease, one of the main symptoms is elevated resting heart rate, and that could lead to arrhythmias. People could go into thyroid storm with, with hyperthyroidism. So the problem with LDN, it's hit or miss. At least that's what I see with patients with Graves' disease who take LDN and other practitioners who recommend LDN. Maybe they see something different, but I see that sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work. So if someone has a really high resting heart rate, you really want to do what you can to get that heart rate down quickly. And LDN, even if it does work, it could take some time, whereas something like antithyroid medication, methimazole, typically works quickly. Another option is taking an herbal approach, which is what I did when I dealt with Graves' disease. I took an herb called bugaweed. Problem with bugaweed, it also does not work in everybody, but when it works, it usually works. I won't say as quick as antithyroid medication because that's usually not the case. It might take a few weeks, but what again, what else, everything's risk versus benefits. So when giving recommendations, I can't recommend medication to my patients because I'm not a medical doctor, but a lot of my patients are already taking antithyroid medication. If someone's not taking antithyroid medication, I'll typically recommend an herb such as bugleweed. LDN, again, it's an option, just like I said, usually not the first option. And also LDN, low-dose naltrexone, can have a negative effect on sleep. So that's something else to consider. And that's probably the most common symptom. That doesn't mean it happens and most people take LDN, but it does happen. And usually it's recommended to take at night. But if someone is having issues sleeping, then usually the prescribing physician will tell the person to take the low-dose naltrexone earlier in the day. There are times when LDN might cause other symptoms, such as headaches. Again, these are not as common and as I was mentioning, in the case of antithyroid medication, antithyroid medication very commonly causes symptoms. So if someone 
can't take antithyroid medication, LDN could be a good option just because it doesn't cause the symptoms, but it's just a matter of will it work or not. And since LDN is not addressing the cause of the problem, if you're taking any type of medication, uh, whether it's antithyroid medication, low-dose naltrexone, or in the case of Hashimoto's, thyroid hormone replacement, in my opinion, you want to do things to improve the health of the immune system. Again, everything comes down to risk versus benefits when considering whether or not you should take low-dose naltrexone. I know there are some doctors who will give their autoimmune patients low-dose naltrexone right away. Like I, I mentioned how that's not the first line of treatment in my practice. Again, I can't prescribe LDN, but I could easily refer someone to a place where they can get LDN. And so, but I don't take that approach because I want to use other methods. And then really, I don't want LDN to be a long-term crutch. And that's what some people do. Some people will take LDN and they'll stay on it for a very long time. And it's not something when, when you're on it, just like antithyroid medication, usually you're not on antithyroid medication just for a few weeks. So I understand when someone is on LDN, that they're probably going to be taking it for a few months, but there are some people that will take it for years without addressing the cause of the problem. And that's not the approach I want to take in my practice. So let's go ahead and discuss how low-dose naltrexone can help with autoimmunity. How can it help with Graves' disease? How can it help with Hashimoto's and other conditions like multiple sclerosis, rheumatoid arthritis? So the research shows that LDN modulates the immune system and it accomplishes this by binding to opioid receptors in or on immune system cells and also affects something called toll-like receptors. And some say it might also help to increase regulatory T cells and regulatory T cells, these are necessary to keep autoimmunity in check. So that hasn't really been confirmed as of uh, recording this, but it, that's also a possibility. Hey, this is Dr. Eric. And if you're looking to do everything you can to save your thyroid gland, in addition to listening to this podcast, there are a few different ways we can help you. First of all, I've written a book on hyperthyroidism called Natural Treatment Solutions for Hyperthyroidism and Graves' Disease, as well as a book called Hashimoto's Triggers, which of course is on Hashimoto's thyroiditis. And you can find both of these on Amazon, as well as other websites where books are sold. Second, you could also join my Graves' Disease and Hashimoto's Healing Community by visiting autoimmunethyroidgroup.com. And finally, if you want to get personal help from me, you could visit the website workwithdrerick.com. Just to let you know, I only see a limited number of new patients each month, and I do require anyone interested to complete a brief online application before working with me. And now back to the show. So in addition to helping with autoimmunity, low-dose naltrexone can also help with other conditions as well. So one of these is histamine intolerance. I'm not going to get into great detail with histamine intolerance. There'll be a future episode, probably where I interview a guest where we talk about histamine. And so Dr. Leonard Weinstock, he's a well-known gastroenterologist, and he's an expert when it comes to histamine and mast cell activation syndrome. And so Dr. Weinstock theorizes that LDN, that low-dose naltrexone, decreases T-cell activity, and T-cells activate mast cells, which release histamine. And he also theorizes that LDN reduces B-cell activity, and this can reduce antibody-stimulated mast cell activity. So yeah, I've had a, a number of patients who have histamine problems, and they have taken LDN. Now, once again, that low-dose naltrexone 
is not going to correct the problem. It's not going to address the underlying cause of the histamine intolerance, which almost always relates to the gut. So you would just want to take LDN while trying to address the cause of the problem. And then also low-dose naltrexone may help with chronic pain. And the research shows that that LDN may help to reduce chronic pain in conditions such as fibromyalgia, which I mentioned earlier, inflammatory bowel disease. I mentioned Crohn's disease earlier, and then ulcerative colitis is another type of inflammatory bowel disease. And again, multiple sclerosis, which of course is an autoimmune condition. And it seems to help to reduce chronic pain through the modulation of neuroinflammation, specifically the modulation of what's called glial cells. And then low-dose naltrexone can also be used as a prokinetic. And so taking a prokinetic can help to prevent a relapse after receiving treatment for SIBO. SIBO is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. And so prokinetics help to stimulate the migrating motor complex or MMC. That's the cleansing wave of the small intestine. And most cases of SIBO are caused by a dysfunctional migrating motor complex. So it's important to keep that in mind if you have SIBO. So once again, LDN can act as a prokinetic, and there are other agents that could be used as prokinetics. There's herbs such as ginger and 5-HTP also. There's actually a product called Motil Pro by the company Pure Encapsulations, which can help with that migrating motor complex act as a prokinetic. There's a herbal complex called Iberogast, which has... I think like eight or nine different herbs that could also help, that could be really effective. And then from a prescription standpoint, again, there's LDN, low-dose erythromycin as well. So I'm not going to talk about all the different prokinetics. The the purpose here is just to mention that LDN can potentially be used as a prokinetic as well. So a few years ago on my blog post, naturalendocrinesolutions.com, I interviewed Shannon Garrett, who's a nurse and has she has some other credentials. So I interviewed her about low-dose naltrexone. She had a lot of experience with LDN at the time. And so Shannon personally dealt with autoimmunity, thyroid autoimmunity, and took LDN. And so in her experience, it took nine, it took her nine months to get her body in a healthier state before she started LDN. So According to Shannon, one reason why low-dose naltrexone might not work is because you first need to correct nutrient deficiencies, improve adrenal health, heal your gut. The problem is that this takes time. So if someone's starting up with me, that's what we're working on to improve their adrenals, heal the gut, reduce their toxic load, correct nutrient deficiencies. So that very well might be one reason why someone might start low-dose naltrexone and it might not work. But I will say that's not the case with everyone. There are people who take low-dose naltrexone well before these other imbalances are corrected and it works. So I think it's hit or miss for other reasons. This might be one reason. And I know, again, other practitioners will put their patients on LDN pretty quickly and, and many times even before correcting nutrient deficiencies, improving adrenals and gut health and correcting other imbalances, the LDN will work. So it very well might work better as you address these deficiencies. But yeah, that's not always the case. So at this point, you might have a few questions about low-dose naltrexone. So one question you might have is what dosage of LDN that you should take if you decide to take LDN. And this really is up to the prescribing doctor. 
I will say that many doctors will start the patients the patient off with 1.5 milligrams a day, and sometimes even lower than this. Some will, might start with like 0.5 milligrams per day. It depends on the practitioner. Some of them will just keep them on this dosage, and if they need it increased, they'll increase it. I know some practitioners will, let's say, start the person with 1.5 milligrams a day, and then maybe after the first month, they'll increase it to three milligrams a day and work their way up to 4.5 milligrams a day. Some will start at 1.5 and increase it to 2.5, 3.5, 4.5. So it really does vary. So should you take it with food or on an empty stomach? From what I understand, ideally you want to take it on an empty stomach. But again, this is something that you would ask the prescribing doctor, also could ask a pharmacist. The next question is, how long should you take low-dose naltrexone for? And once again, that's something that you would want to ask your medical doctor, the prescribing doctor. So if you do give it a try, usually you will want to take it for a minimum of three months, and most doctors will say at least three to six months. As I said earlier, there are some people that just take it long-term, and I suppose if you can't find the cause of your problem and if it's working, then that's like if someone, let's say if they have Graves' disease, and they're taking LD and it's working, and they're not able to find the cause of the problem, taking low-dose naltrexone indefinitely is, in my opinion, better than receiving radioactive iodine or thyroid surgery. Um, some will actually take low-dose methimazole, like 2.5 milligrams a day, but LDN might be a better option than that if it's working. But as I said, it's hit or miss. So if it's working, that's great. But as I mentioned numerous times already, even if it's working, you want to address the cause of the problem. So how can you find a doctor who will prescribe LDN? There are still a lot of medical doctors who are not open to prescribing LDN. So there's a good chance if you ask your primary care doctor, they might say no. But it depends. If you have an open-minded primary care doctor, then they very well might recommend it or might be willing to prescribe it. And who knows? They might be in the habit of prescribing LDN. That's not still not common, but, but it doesn't hurt to ask. So what I would say is if your primary care physician is unwilling to prescribe low-dose naltrexone, you could contact some of the local pharmacist and just ask them if they know of local doctors who prescribe LDN. And I don't see why they wouldn't be able to give you that information, but the pharmacies would know because they fill the prescriptions. And then there's um, some websites you could visit, lowdosenaltrexone.org. You might be able to find some information on practitioners who can prescribe LDN. But then there's also a website, ldndirect.com, where you could schedule a remote call with a, either a medical doctor or I think it's a nurse practitioner, and they'll write you a prescription for low-dose naltrexone. Another one is ldndoctor.com. Again, so both of these websites, you could schedule a telemedicine call and the practitioner as far as I know, I don't know any situations where they won't write a prescription for LDN, but of course, you would have to discuss it with them. And very affordable, LDN Direct, as of recording this, I think it's around $100 to schedule with their medical doctor and with the nurse practitioner, it's a little bit less. And then there's also a website, ldnscience.org, and that does have a directory where you could search for a practitioner who will prescribe LDN. So if you absolutely want to see someone in person, you might want to visit ldnscience.org. And I believe they also have international practitioners, not just practitioners in the United States who will prescribe LDN, but those who are in different countries. So that's pretty much all I want to discuss when it comes to LDN. I hope you learned a lot. 
And you might want to go back and review this if you are serious about getting low-dose naltrexone. As I mentioned, this isn't something I recommend to most of my patients, but I decided to record this just because uh, a lot of people ask about low-dose naltrexone. And so I figured I'd put this recording together and I'm sure in the future I'll interview other practitioners who have more experience than me when it comes to recommending low-dose naltrexone, even physicians who actually prescribe LD to their patients. But like I said, I wanted to put this together just because it is a question that I get pretty commonly. So once again, I hope you learned a lot of valuable information and I look forward to catching you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Save My Thyroid podcast. If you haven't done so already, please hit subscribe to stay up to date on the latest thyroid health-related topics. And if you'd like to connect with others with hyperthyroidism who are also trying to save their thyroid, you can join Dr. Eric's hyperthyroid healing community at hyperthyroidgroup.com. I did not take LDN when I dealt with Graves' disease. In fact, I wasn't even familiar with LDN back then, although even if I was familiar, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't have taken it. But while many people also won't want to give LDN a try since it's a medication, if someone finds it challenging to reverse their autoimmunity, then this might be something to consider trying. This is especially true for those with Graves' disease who don't tolerate antithyroid medication and find herbs such as bugleweed to be ineffective in managing their hyperthyroidism. In fact, one can make the argument that anyone with Graves' disease who is unable to take antithyroid medication and finds the natural agents to be ineffective, that they should strongly consider taking LDN, although in an earlier episode I did briefly discuss cholestyramine as an option as well. But I need to add that LDN can be a good option for some people with Hashimoto's who have challenges getting into remission, as if it works, it can help to minimize the damage taking place to the thyroid gland. I want to let you know about a product called Hepatomune Supreme, which is a unique supplement that has a rare combination of N-acetylcysteine, also known as NAC, milk thistle, and schisandra to support the liver. And it also has a few mushrooms that can help support the immune system, including cordyceps, which has both immune modulating and adaptogenic properties and is great for those with Graves' disease and Hashimoto's. To learn more about Hepatomune Supreme, visit SaveMyThyroid.com forward slash liver support.